Hey guys, it's CS Joseph with csjoseph.life and today we are going to be doing a very, well, probably my second most requested video to do, which is a type profile of the 16 personalities according to Jungian analytical psychology uh, for the INTJ, also known as the strategist, the introverted, intuitive, thinking, uh, judging type that also makes up 1% of the population. Pretty rare type. Uh, so yeah, everyone keeps asking me to do this one. That and INFJ as well. Apparently INJs seems to be like the uh, the most popular types on the internet these days. It might be the INTJ forum's fault. Who knows? Uh, I've been on that forum in like five years. I don't even know if they're still around. I assume they are, so who knows how that works. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, do a dive in. Just fair warning, this will be longer than usual because of how requested it is. I want to make sure that I'm thorough and try to get on every point as I possibly can. So with that in mind, got my trusty whiteboard because that's what I do. I like whiteboarding literally everything. You should see my iPhone with all my mind maps. It's insane. All right, so INTJ, introverted, intuitive, thinking judge, uh, see it through type. Uh, they are an intellectual temperament uh, and they're known as the strategist. So their interaction style is direct responding movement, just like the ISTP and the ISTJ and the INFJ because they're see it through types. They have a hard time starting things, but when they get going on something, they absolutely are compelled to finish and will stop at nothing to finish anything they start. So uh, yeah, that's kind of what an INTJ is. They're very strategic, very future focused, all about future thinking. Uh, and they just uh, make sure that they always have a plan moving forward or a process or a routine. Although they themselves don't like being routine, but they have no problem designing a routine or a process for somebody else because INTJs have that freedom factor. Why? Because they're NI hero, SE inferior. Introverted intuition hero, which is where uh, the INTJ's uh, willpower is as the apex of their ego. They are very wanty and they desire things and they have lots of willpower and they can kind of will themselves through anything. Just like Goku said, where there's a will, there's a way, right? Well, INTJs can will themselves through almost any obstacle. And if they can't get through an obstacle using their iron will, then they will try in some other way, shape, or form to do it. Usually using their subconscious or their unconscious or their superego to meet those objectives. INTJs are super goal-oriented. They like listing out their goals and they like executing plans to meet those goals. Uh, and this is typical in ac anything from academics to their job or even relationships. And they're very systematic in their relationships. Oftentimes, INTJs are accused of thinking about sex more than actually having sex, which is true. But that's not why. It's not people think it's because they're very process-oriented, because they're very TE parent. You know, they have everything all organized and whatnot. No, that's not actually why they spend more time thinking about sex than actually having it. The reason why they spend more time thinking about sex than actually having it is because, well, 
They're insecure as hell. That's their SE inferior. They're insecure about giving someone a bad experience, and that includes the bedroom, right? That also includes any presentation they give in class, how they come off, how they sound, how they look, all of that. It's kind of like they have this inner form of vanity about them. And INFJs are really like, well, they're the same. They have that problem too, because they're both INJs, right? So SE inferior, I it's, it's when the INTJ is literally afraid of giving someone else a bad experience, right? And they're constantly trying to make sure and manage the expectations or manage the experience of other people or manage the thinking of other people simultaneously making sure they're giving them a good experience while they manage them, which leads to this interesting form of micromanagement that doesn't even make sense. It's like, here, I'm going to manage everything you do and everything you think while simultaneously trying to make you not uncomfortable while I'm doing it, even though that's exactly what I'm doing, but it's kind of weird anyway. And then I end up coming off socially awkward because of that. Yeah. Welcome to INTJs, guys. Welcome. So, SE uh, Inferior, um, again, they're very insecure about giving someone a bad experience. They're always afraid that they're going to like not do it well. This is literally performance anxiety. INJs, INTJs, have serious performance anxiety. It's even worse for INTJs though than INFJs, to be honest, uh, in some cases. Why? Well, because if an INFJ knows with their FE parent uh, that they're, you know, making someone feel good, at least they can have more confidence in what they're doing with someone feel good. But the INTJ doesn't even have that luxury because with FE trickster, that social awkwardness, that whole, I don't know how anyone else around me feels. I don't know if anyone actually likes me. So because I don't know that they like me or not, I don't know they're also going to have an experience where it just becomes this double whammy. And then they end up in this like endless loop of, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know if I should be initiating sex right now or not. So yeah, okay. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. But let's be honest, if the SE inferior can get over its uh, uh, insecurity and it becomes aspirational, uh, that ESFP subconscious comes out and then the INTJ becomes like literally one of the best types in bed. They're absolutely amazing, uh, you know, when they're aspiring with their SE inferior uh, because their partner just becomes this canvas with which they paint upon and they always are devoted to making it an absolute great experience for a partner and uh, they can go away. Uh, they can get away from that insecurity, that anxiety, that performance anxiety they have. Well, how is that possible? It's usually when SE inferior is coupled with uh, SI inferior, like with an ENTP or an ENFP, or SI child, which is an INTP or an INFP, right? So in those four types, NPs, they really actually prefer SE inferior because then they're not concerned about being made uncomfortable, even though the INTJ is always concerned about making someone else uncomfortable. Uh, but <laughs> SI child, SE or SI child and SI inferior, like, oh yeah, I don't care. It's impossible for you to make me uncomfortable right now. I've already chosen for you to be with me, and you know we're gonna go to the bedroom and have some fun, right? So none of that actually has anything to do with that. So stop worrying about it. Stop being afraid. And because of how comfortable the INTJ's partner already is, basically they could shed their fear then all of a sudden become like this amazing super awesome lion in the bedroom it's pretty dope you know so like just be aware of that uh, that's actually why intjs think more about sex because they have a hard time initiating because they're afraid of giving people a bad experience that's just how they work 
But if you already state ahead of time that you're comfortable with them, they'll aspire with that and then they just become this amazing ESFP. Another way that it comes out with their aspirations is that they can be really super funny. Uh, I know a lot of INTJ comedic folk, um, people that are even paid to be comedians and they are hilarious. I love it. I absolutely love ESFP subconscious. There are a couple of podcasts I listen to, a couple of blogs I read. They're very satirical, and I love the SE inferior satire of an ESFP subconscious. It is amazing. I laugh every time. And to be honest, I laugh way more uh, as a result of ESFP subconscious than I would ever from ESFP ego. Because to me, ESFP ego as an ENTP just kind of really falls flat when compared to ESFP subconscious. I don't know, they just have this subtle way of doing things when they're doing their wisecracks and I just have no choice but to like, wow, that's actually subtly brilliant and hilarious at the same time. So it's just like a double whammy experience for someone like me. So anyway, TE parent, very process oriented, all about finding reference points in the exact same way that the ISTJ does that we talked earlier about this week. Um, has to find all the references, can find data very quickly. INTJs can scrub through data rapid, rapid quick. Uh, INTJs, if you notice, their ego, their uh, shadow, unconscious, and their uh, subconscious, they're all movement types. This is known as being triple movement, so INTJs are fast super fast. Another type that is triple movement is also the ENFP. So ENFPs and INTJs are lightning quick with their decision making and what they're able to do, especially when they're going through data with uh, with NI Hero trying to find the ideal path forward in the data that they're looking for and then organizing it with, with TE Parent. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, I've just mastered a subject without even spending very much time on it. INTJs can literally become that jack of all trades, but really get on the edge of mastery very quick. And if they devote themselves to it, they'll go it go go even further with it. A perfect example of this is Frank Abagnale. Uh, he's a social engineer. Uh, that's the movie Catch Me If You Can was based on him. An amazing social engineer who became a lawyer and a doctor specifically because he studied his ass off and he actually made it work. And he, and he was actually really a doctor and he actually really was a lawyer. Of course, he was just trying to run a con the entire time because INTJs are amazing con artists, especially because of their ENTP uh, shadow. Um, you know, ENTP egos are, are often accused of being con artists, but no one suspects the INTJ coming out of nowhere to like put one over on somebody, right? And they're able to pull it off. And using the intellectual skills of the INTJ, especially with the reference abilities of TE, TE plus NI, you know, taken together, they can literally assume almost any form, you know, any academic form at least, and social engineer people and pull off an amazing con. And that's exactly what Frank Abagnale did uh, with his TE parent. Um, I also know a guy who doesn't know very much about certain subjects and then all of a sudden because he absolutely is, uh, you know, he's got like a moral cause with his FI child, you know, and, and it's, it's like morally I have to do this because it, it's the good thing to do, it's the right thing to do, so I'm going to do this. And then he researches the subject and then he's like got almost mastery on that subject in three weeks time and it's like how the hell do you know so much already? He's like, because I've spent hours studying and gathering all of the relevant information and tossing out the irrelevant information with my TE parent. Thus, I know about this crap. So maybe you should listen to me because I can advise you properly on it. Well, yeah, I mean, 
most people will think that's crap because they don't have credentials next to their names, but INTJs out of nowhere can all of a sudden become an expert quick. And it's like, what the hell? When did you learn that? Yeah, well, that's because they really spend the time and effort on it and they work hard. If they're not being lazy and they're FI child, like, ooh, I'm not in the mood to do this right now, similar to what ISTJs do, but at least they never have to deal with SI Hero getting in the way. So their laziness is basically because they either lack a cause that they're going for, or they lack a moral reason for, for what it is, or they just don't plain want to do that because it's not interesting to them. Okay, yeah, fine, that's fair. Makes sense. So FI child. Uh, they are very childishly aware of how they feel. INTJs end up coming off selfish this way because it's uh, FI child's like, well, I only know about my feelings and I'm not aware of how you feel. So that just makes me come off selfish, right? But in reality, it's not that way. INTJs like legitimately do care. They're not soulless machines like everyone makes them out to be. It's just that they're socially awkward. Why? It's because they have Effie Trickster. They don't know what the social rules are. They don't know what the social norms are. They don't even keep track of that information. They're too busy keeping track of their own selves and trying to make sure that they're a good person because FI Child is a very large moral compass that they have to deal with. And INTJ can't live with themselves if everyone else around them thinks with their TE parent that they're a bad person. INTJs take status and reputation very seriously. That's why they try to get their PhDs and their MBAs and their credentials and their stat and their certifications, you know, because it's proof I know something, right? So y'all can think that I know something about it and y'all will not have a bad experience and realize that you could be loyal to me and loyal to the fact that I know things because I have these flashy credentials in front of me and I have the status to prove it, right? And that way... I never have to be afraid of giving anyone a bad experience because the the badge on my lapel or the 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 uh, the plaque that I have or the degree hung on my wall says otherwise. You know, it, it's that's kind of why they're really motivated. They're super super motivated with NI Hero to get as many credentials as possible so they don't have to deal with other people thinking that they're idiots. And they don't have to deal with people concerned that they're not going to get a good experience with the INTJ on a first impression, right? They like to have all those credentials in place to give that first impression. It takes away that insecurity. And then they have to deal with the reputation problems that TE parent can sense because their status and reputation is a really big deal because they have to feel good about their reputation in the eyes of others, which is TE parent. And they have to feel good about it with FI child, right? That's how that works. That's why they're so... I mean, ISTJs are extremely similar in that way. I mean, they do it with accounting. They do it with lawyers. Uh, you know, for example, like the deputy uh, attorney general right now in the United States of America is Rod Rosenstein, and he's an ISTJ, and he's all about going for uh, uh, credentials and uh you know, throughout his career, you know, and it's because, you know, moral, he's like, I have this moral sense of justice and I'm going to bring people to justice. And, but in order for people to think that I actually know what I'm talking about, I have to have the credentials to back it. And then I have confidence in, in those credentials and I'm going to expect other people to have those credentials. And if they don't have credentials, I'm not going to even listen to them, which is very typical of an ISTJ because they have SE nemesis, but INTJs don't necessarily care about that because they have NE nemesis. Although any nemesis has its problems. Remember, the fifth, so the fourth function is where a person's fear exists, but a fifth function is where a person's worry exists. And I'm sorry, INTJs worry about the intentions of other people so bad that, in my opinion, they are the most paranoid of all the types. 
absolute most paranoid of all the 16 types is the INTJ, to the point where it's very rare if ever an INTJ on the internet would ever tell you their real name. Like, unless you were there in their trusted inner circle, and even then they probably won't for like a year or whatnot. Why? Well, it's because an INTJ, because they're, they lack social norm awareness, they lack social awareness because they're FE trickster, they overcompensate with it with their SE inferior. And it's like, well, there's no proof that you're loyal to me and you're, you'd be willing to take a bullet for me. So I'm not going to trust you until I know for a fact that you're loyal to me. And even then, when you're loyal to me, I'm going to do a loyalty check on you to make sure you're still loyal. And then at that point, I, I might decide to trust you, right? It's like, okay, yeah, but... I've proven that you could trust me for years now. I don't know what your problem is, bro. Maybe you should wake up. Otherwise, I'm going to realize that maybe I probably shouldn't be loyal to someone like you because of how paranoid you are. Don't forget this, INTJs. Like, when you're expecting someone to be loyal to you and you do these loyalty checks or you're still being paranoid, what you're going to end up doing is just alienate them. And you're going to alienate these people into not wanting to be loyal to you anymore because you keep them at arm's length because you're so distrustful. And also, not only are you distrustful, that people, I, I'm sorry, but people lie. People talk behind each other's back. And sometimes people talk behind each other's back erroneously. Like it's not intended to be like a bad thing. But INTJs instantly assume it's a bad thing. Instantly assume it's betrayal. And they instantly throw you under the bus and have nothing to do with you ever again. And it's like, what the hell? I have a track record of like one to three years of being your best friend. You're throwing me under the bus over this? Like, really? But that's what INTJs do for some reason. I have no idea why. Actually, I do. It's because of any nemesis. They don't trust anybody. And they're willing to burn down an entire relationship off of just one perceived indignation where they perceive unfair treatment or they perceive a betrayal of some kind, which may not be actually a betrayal, but they perceive it that way. And they will instantly burn the bridge just off of that. And it's like, come on, guys. And you wonder why you're alone. You wonder why few people have a hard time being around you. It's not because of the lack of social awareness, guys. I'm sorry, but T or FE Trickster sometimes can actually be pretty cute and endearing because it's funny watching the INTJ or the ISTJ walk around having no clue what the social norms are. That's not why people have a problem with INTJs. The problem is, is any nemesis, they have a, they're, they're so worried about the other intentions of other people and what they might do and what they might say and what they might behave and this guy might betray me or he might, you know, or he might talk shit about me behind my back to somebody else or whatever and it's like, come on guys, wake up, okay? First of all, be aware that human beings make mistakes. You know, INTJs would be nice if you guys would like give people the benefit of the doubt, which you rarely do. I was talking to an, I, an INTJ the other day, actually, good friend of mine, last two and a half years, and a year ago, he promised me to pay me for a service that I would do, and I was giving him a huge discount on the service, right? Uh, he was uh, one-third off, basically, was the discount I was giving him, and he told me, you know, okay, yeah, I'll pay you the full amount at one point in time, and then a year later, I'm like, hey, man, it's about time for you to pay pay me, you know, full on it. And he's like, no, this is dumb. I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't really see the value in this, you know. And, and and then he accused me of not of betraying him because I was raising my price to him. And it's like, 
why? And like, you know what's funny? You know what I told him? I told him, so you always complain that no one is ever loyal to you. And then, you know, and no one is ever consistent for you because SE Inferior needs consistency. You always complain about that. But when something like this happens, you know, on a whim, you know, you, you complain about other people uh, changing their opinion about you as the inferior TE parent, complain about other people changing their opinion of you on a whim, and then all of a sudden on this mistaken, you know, oh, you think I'm betraying you, you, you think on a whim that I'm betraying you, great hypocrites seriously INTJs are so hypocritical about this you you tell me that you you don't like it when people change their opinion about you on a whim but then you go on and change your opinion about everybody on a whim uh, really come on wake up guys that's not how the world works that's just not how it works so remember any nemesis they worry about other people's intentions. So what you end up having to do to INTJs is constantly explain yourself all the time, which is going to be like really annoying. But those of us that are dedicated and loyal to our INTJs know that they need it. So we tell them what our intentions are up front and we explain ourselves to them because we love them and we care about them because they give us a good experience because we need their moral compass to help us behave ethically. And they're always constantly asking us what they think and it allows us to share our thoughts with them and they always tell us what they want. That way there's no guesswork for us. So us NTPs end up having good relationships with INTJs based on that. And yes, we recognize for their sake that we explain ourselves to them. But sometimes that can even get really too tiring and then you look at them and be like, really? Do I still have to explain myself to you? Have I not earned an inkling of trust from you yet? Wake up, bro. Like, come on. So again, trust is a major issue for them. But if you know that you have a track record of trusting behavior, feel free to lord it over them and remind them consistently of it. That way they start behaving, you know, trustfully, willing to actually trust you for once. Uh, TI critic is really interesting. INTJs actually walk around believing that they're dumb, especially young INTJs walking around that they're stupid, walking around that what they know is not actually correct. So that forces them to go on their TE parent and constantly ask other people, hey, what do you think about this? Or look at articles or references and gather a huge amount of reference material so that they can have confidence in their TI critic that what they actually know is correct and true. Super mega important. Uh, Remember with the ISTJs, the TI critic, you have to hold them accountable there because they're at risk of getting into trivial data. INTJs don't have that risk as much as ISTJs because of the laziness factor that ISTJs are at a risk of, but they're still prone to some erroneousness or some inaccuracy in what they know. So what you have to do is just ask the INTJ to verify with the TI critic. The thing is though, because it's ENTP uh, unconscious, INTJs actually often verify what they know already. I, I, a lot, a lot of the INTJs I know at least do that. And I, I really appreciate that because then when I challenge them on something, they'll either take full responsibility immediately and just straight up tell me that they don't know, or they'll provide me references immediately to prove that yes, what they believe is true actually is true based on the data that they have and the, and the reasons behind why they're making that decision.
So think about it this way. If I have to explain myself to them consistently to try to maintain some level of trust with them, they have to explain their thinking to me. You see what I mean? They, they, um, because they're, they're all like to everyone, hey, cite your sources. And I'm like, now hold on, you should be citing your sources with your thinking here. So I may have to explain like my intentions to them, but they have to explain their thinking to me, right? It's kind of a trade-off. Does that make sense? Because if an INTJ, INTJs especially posit a lot of things with that they feel with their FI child is true, T parent, they feel like it's true, but that doesn't mean that's actually true so that I can go back to their TI critic and be like, okay, verify it for me. Show me. Show me what's actually true. In the same way, they're like, with their any nemesis, okay, uh, show me that you're not going to intentionally betray me down the road. In which I have to go there. I see inferior will look at this huge track record of good behavior I have over the lot of trustworthy behavior I've had over the last three years. You know what I mean? Those conflicts come into place with INTJs. Uh, FE trickster, we already talked about a little bit. Uh, it's their lack of awareness of social norms or uh, social protocols, social rules, social anything. Um, a lot of people have, don't really have a problem with this. It's more of the NE nemesis that they have a problem with. But every trickster can be like really weird. INTJs are like literally those people that will follow you into the bathroom. And when you're taking a crap in the stall, they'll still have a conversation with you about work, even though they're not even in the restroom to use the restroom at all. They're just talking to you. And it makes you feel like super uncomfortable. And they don't even know how uncomfortable they're making you, d you do it. Why? Well, because SE, SE and fear can't even like see your face as, as they're obviously taking a dump in the stall because the door is closed hopefully right so because of that they don't even understand the experience they're giving you and then they leave the the bathroom uh blissfully unaware how offended and annoyed at them you are right well <laughs> that's because of effie trickster they're not they're not the most social kind of people in that way now intjs could be super social if they get over their insecurity with the experience of getting out of the people go in their esfp subconscious i know some intjs that are amazing on the dance floor in as much as they're amazing in the bedroom but they're amazing on the dance floor and it's like holy crap i didn't even know you could do that where did you get those moves you know what i mean it's because they're they've shed that insecurity and they can become like these super amazing dancing intellectuals and it's like wow you're so dope there's actually um a few intj women i've known also in the past who have that ability who are also amazing it's just like uh, going dancing with them and it's like a whole nother world that you've opened up and it's like wow uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's something really special and to and to see how you have these, these these women who are typically beheld as like super nerdy and intellectual and whatnot and then all of a sudden uh, they clean up they put on their uh, their dance floor uh, finest and then they show up and you're like holy smokes you are so smoking hot right now and then where the hell did you get those dance moves ha! you know it, it it's 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 really special um INTJs and INFJs uh, SE inferior is pretty cool uh, in that way because one second it's it's like they have an on and off switch right it's like okay I'm off you know most of the time right and then I'm on, and it's like, whoa, where did that come from? Uh, please, let's keep dancing, because, you know, and, and then they, and then you get worn out so much afterwards, and it's like, ugh, I didn't even know I had it in me. It's because, you know, they can even lead on the dance floor in such an awesome way. You know, I highly recommend it sometime. Uh, if you're a if you're an intuitive perceiver, 
find yourself an INTJ or an INFJ and take them to the dance floor and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's awesome. So, also there's a good old SI Demon. Now, SI Demon is super dangerous. Uh, it is their connection to the past. Never, ever ask an INTJ about their past or their past memories, their past lovers, their past, just stay away from their past. It is like a bad idea to be talking about their past or asking them, okay, well, why don't you know this already? You know, or, or why haven't you studied this already? Or, um, you know, tell me more about your family. Just don't delve in their personal experience. Luckily, I'm an ENTP and I have SE demon, which means I really don't care about the personal experience of other people. I only really care about my personal experience. I don't care about INTJ experience, so I never ask. And that's what makes us go good together because I never ask them. You know, same goes with the ENTJs. You know, they don't really care about their past either. It's their SI trickster. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, I'm never going to ask either. So then they don't have to worry about trying to remember to tell me a story because they don't, their brain, their mind doesn't care that much about that past event. So why do they have to care, right? You know, it, it, it's the same thing. There's, there's no reason for it. Like, there's no reason at all. So stay away from the connection of the past. Now, if they have gone out of their way to give you a good experience um, and they've crafted this good experience for you, they're showing you or they are they're working on a project for you and all of a sudden like you tell them that you think it's crap or you don't even give them kudos on it or you don't uh, or you don't give them credit like they really care about credit. Credit's not the same thing as recognition. I mean it kind of is, but when I say recognition, that's social recognition, but credit is to just be like, you know, having their names on the credits after like a production, you know what I mean? Uh, of some kind, just having their name placed somewhere. That's a very TE thing. It's all about their reputation. If you, if you do not give them, you know, the, the, if you do not thank them for giving you a good experience or, uh, or at least show them that, or at least react in such a way where they are, where they know for a fact that they are giving you a good experience or, if you make fun of them and how they sound or how they look or how they dress, they will hate you and will engage their SI demon big time. And when that happens, they become the ISFJ super ego, which makes them into judge, jury, and executioner all in one. And you will find yourself already beheaded on the guillotine, completely cut off from them for all eternity, never to come back again because you are literally dead to them because once they have you in an SI demon memory where you're just this person, somebody, quote, somebody I used to know, and you're in that zone, there is nothing you can do because if you betray them, like they're already mistrustful, but if you betray them, if you betray their trust for sure, if you show disloyalty in that regard, if you are disloyal to your INTJ, into that zone you go and it's as if you are dead to them because they just literally lopped your head off judge jury and execution you've just been executed mentally in their head and that's it you are no longer even human to these people and they'll have nothing to do with you ever again it's like it's like looking at someone and realizing that wow you are so stupid because you betrayed me and you're if you're that stupid i will not have anything to do with you ever again INFJs approach that a little bit differently, but it's pretty similar. Uh, watch out for the ISFJ superego. It will sell you down river if it remotely sniffs a scent of disloyalty from people. And not only that, because they're already mistrustful with their any nemesis, 
<laughs> they, they, they have a, <laughs> INTJs have this problem where they will assume that you've betrayed them. They will assume that you're mistrustful and shady, and they will assume and jump to the conclusion and I hero with their SE and Fury and assume that you've done something wrong and they will go demon mode and then they'll cut you off and it's like, but I don't even know what just happened it's because they're triple movement, right? They're doing it way too quick, right? So they will jump to a conclusion based on an assumption and then they will go SI demon mode and make a decision to cut you out of the life and then all of a sudden you're left like, what happened? And then when you try to talk to them about it, they're like, you know what you did wrong, you know. And it's like, no, actually, I don't. I, I, I don't know what I did wrong. Could you explain it to me? No, you're not good enough for me to explain it to. You're not smart enough. If you're not smart enough to figure it out, then we don't have any... We're done here. We, there's nothing else to talk about, right? Such is the way of SI Demon. So, to prevent having a problem with an SI Demon, show loyalty. Really show that preferential, loyal treatment to your INTJ. Um, rec tell them that you make them comfortable. And if they do make you uncomfortable, say something. You have to say something. An INTJ can only do something if they know what's being said. They can't really do anything if you're not complaining. And they're okay with you complaining because then that allows them to change themselves and improve themselves or to solve the problem. INTJs are problem solvers, even though TIFE users are typically the problem solvers of relationships, but their TI critic wants its day in court. It wants to be able to solve a problem. Wow, allergies are crazy today. Anyway, uh... That is my video on the INTJ personality. If you found this video to be helpful or educational, please leave a like or subscribe. I appreciate all of those of you who have been supporting my channel. And uh, also the video requests I've been getting are awesome. And the comments I've been getting are awesome. Please keep it coming, guys. Um, I'll be releasing a Discord server soon. And uh, and also uh, the tweets, the retweets have also been fantastic as well. Thank you very much for all of that. Uh, tomorrow's video will be the INFJ, and uh, that will complete the see it through types um, for this series. And I'm also going to be doing the final video of the how uh, relationships, how intimate relationships actually work. I'll be doing the final video of that series very soon. So with all that, I'll see you guys tonight.